Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Over the Bridge podcast. We are back in the studio, and it is it's a Friday evening actually. We're recording at a slightly different time this week. Um, work commitments and all that, and you know, trying to book studio time was a bit challenging, so we got a Friday slot. So maybe a slightly different vibe. I don't know. Post work Friday, Friday evening vibe. vibe. I don't know, man. Yeah, what you got? You got uh, weekend plans? <sighs> Have I got weekend plans? I'm chilling for most of it, to be honest. I'm watching the football on Sunday. United Liverpool. We're gonna get smashed oh, up. Big one. You support United? Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Liverpool, I was I was thought you'd support Arsenal for some reason. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> let me we haven't even do you see what I mean? The vibe is completely different. We're just in this chill mode because it's been a busy week. But yeah, um, it's me, Patrick, P Money, back on the mic. Yo, it's Quaker, you're scaring on people. So at the moment it's just me and Quaker. We're just waiting for Tom to come back. He had a client meeting somewhere up Canary Wharf. I wonder if he had um Issues on um, Wednesday with the Extinction oh, Rebellion. Bro, people. literally, yeah. I was meant to go in yesterday and I was literally just waiting. I was on my phone on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, same. I said, all right, cool. I heard Wait, it. where's your office? Yeah, Morgate. Oh, okay, okay. So I just I just tweeted, I heard London Bridge is a myth. Come on, Bridge and texting me on, um, sorry, on the group chat on WhatsApp. He's like, yeah. yo, like London Bridge is a mad thing. Don't <laughs> avoid it if you can. Um, he said I had to cycle to Poplar because the, the underground was just so mad. mad. So then I go on Twitter like, oh yeah, I heard on the bridges of myth what's going on. And at least two, three people tweeted back saying, yeah, avoid it if you can. Yeah, like, yeah. At all costs. So I left it and I work from home. Uh, Do you know yeah, what? Man. Me on, on, on Thursday morning, was it, it was Thursday, wasn't it? It was yeah. yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I was annoyed because I was thinking it was going to be mad disruption. So I was just, on my phone, in the WhatsApp group with people I work with, yeah, like, everybody in my team is on that group, like, from the most senior down to the most junior. Yeah. And everybody's just, like, complaining, blah, blah, blah. These times, like, they, they've left for work. They're on their way into work. Mm. And I'm still in bed. <laughs> I'm just looking at it, hoping that it will get worse. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to work from home today. But it didn't get worse. So I had to I had to come in. Um, no, but, yeah. Funny. Uh, what Did you else? see that footage? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have you seen um? Have you seen Joker yet? Nah, nah, nah. All I was right. chatting to Brent about it just now, actually. Go and watch it, cause yeah, that what happened at Canning Town was quite reminiscent of a, a scene. scene in really, it. yeah, it's funny, man. Canning Town, cause I remember I was chatting to, I chatting to a few people about it and the fact that they chose to protest in Canning Town of all places. <laughs> On, yeah. a, on, the, <laughs> on the underground of all places. Listen, man, this goes back to everything we were talking about in our episode on um, whether being environmentally conscious is is has Comes privilege, privilege right? yeah. yeah, has privilege attached to it. I think because we did that episode almost without even considering extinction rebellion mm-hmm. and whatever else, and it just came at the right time. But pretty much everything we kind of talked about in that episode, like. It's been like mm. almost like we prophesied. It's manifested. It. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, it's we talk weird. about how we do that quite a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. You're, you're banging judging it. You're banging Obi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't listened to that yet, go go and go and check it out because it's very relevant to to I think the sort of discussions going around about how Extinction Rebellion are you know protesting and whether they're going about it in the right way, which I don't think they really are. But anyway, forget that one. Um, yeah, man, I feel like. Let's introduce the episode, but I feel like there's a st- there's still a bit of sort of cashing up because we've all been very busy recently doing sort of different things, mm. some podcast things as well. Um, but today uh, we want to talk about uh, what did we say the title of this was going to be? 
So Oh yeah D- Don't celebrate us Unless you're gonna pay us Yeah something like that. Yeah okay So don't celebrate us Unless you're gonna pay us So um, This is something that's super relevant I think for Black History Month as well So it's Black History Month Obviously there's Lots of Panels um, Receptions At the at, um, Down and street Whatever else um, You know Celebrating And um, Opening up discussion about uh, black history and sort of yeah celebrating black culture um kind of in inverted commas because I don't know if that's really how can you really define, define that? black, yeah. um, <laughs> black culture and the contributions I guess of black Brits uh, and this is a time where diversity is you know like a real buzzword if it isn't already one throughout the year already yeah um but yeah don't celebrate us unless you're gonna pay us. So we, um, Bilal and I, um, we attended an event. We were invited by the Department of Culture, Media and Sports um, to basically, basically the event was uh, celebrating black creatives in the media who carved out a space for themselves um, and, you know, succeeded against the odds. Mm. Um, and, you know, it was a really good event. Um, me and Bilal were really you know, happy that we went down. It was a really good discussion. We were on a panel with two other two other um, women on on podcast as well. Um, do you know what? I think Tom's just arrived. Yeah, we ain't done me, this before. Let me open the doors. <laughs> uh, Tom's just knocking on the door, so we're just gonna. Koku's gonna go and open the door for him. But while he's doing that, um, I'll just continue explaining. So yeah, the event was a good one. It was a good discussion. It could have been probably a little bit air attended, but um, yeah, we basically had um. A panel and we were chatting with members of the civil service so it was a government thing um but when we got approached to do it what's going on tom tom's just rolling through with his fly blue suit cufflinks sparkling all bright and that <laughs> just you just closed a million pound deal in it yeah in the city <laughs> hey you capitalist pig we're talking about you bro <laughs> <laughs> all right so while he's just sorts out his phone um i'll continue so um yeah, when we got approached, um, you know, we asked, you know, is there a budget for speakers and whatever else? And um, the woman that reached out to us, bless her, she's she's lovely, um, love her to bits. Um, she was basically like, no, unfortunately not. Um, I'm going to check with, you know, my, my superiors, blah, 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 but I don't think there is. And um, she came back, eventually said that there wasn't. And me and Bilal were sort of a bit disappointed about that because it's like, okay, look, you're celebrating us, but... You know, you're not, you're not mm. paying us. Like, so mm. what is it? Like, you're telling us that we're succeeding against the odds, and you're the odds, fam. Like, you're the. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's it's a weird one to saw because I think it's, it feels a thing you invited to to be celebrated yourselves. Mm. All good, but you actually there on a panel, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, people came to hear us speak. Exactly. So mm. you're essentially you're providing a service. You're doing work. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the thing is, there's obviously there's a budget for the refreshments or whatever. There's you know there's there's a budget for it's I budget don't know booking up the space or what. Pardon? It's budget for vino. Oh, 100%. trust me. Come I don't on, think there was. Don't skimp out on drinks, boy. Do you know what? I, you that, I, I, that open bar day, you know. Just just a word of advice, though. I think if you're gonna accept um, gigs and stuff for Black History Month or whatever, um, the corporates tend to. Push the boat out a bit further than um, I remember what I oh, always used service, to say. Yeah. I remember what <laughs> I used to say. 
in the words of the, the oh, I can't, I hate to say late great, but in the words of the late great Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. I never did my tribute, so I'm going to have to thank you for doing it. I was away when it happened still, obviously, but oh, yeah, yeah. Nipsey Hussle and I will do a tribute later, but because I want to talk about this. But own your own masters and know your own value and mm, these things. Mm. And sometimes um, I've never quite understood the difference. I've never under, quite understood the chasm between creatives and people who just work, quote, the nine to five, unquote, because I think you can be one and the same. And I hate the way the treatment is given out to creatives. Like, oh, you need to do this for free and get your exposure up. And it's like, no, mm, they mm. actually create a valuable product. Yeah. Because um, you know, like, you're on both sides of the coin, isn't it? Yeah, you're yeah, in the yeah. corporate world. Absolutely, man. You know, you're in the nine to five, you know, city not space. Quite nine to five. Yeah, it's a bit more. <laughs> a bit more than nine to five. <laughs> more like days. seven to flipping yeah, three a.m. Yeah, trust me, sometimes <laughs> it gets like that. Sometimes, but I just I've never understood why. Yeah. One, I've never understood the chasm between creatives and quote non-creatives. Everybody's got a creative fiber in their being, mm. but more pertinent to this. I mean, look, you got dapper chocolates and all of that. Patrick, I know you've got your creative outlets and that, some mm. of which you discussed offline and some which you've probably discussed here as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I've never understood why. And then sometimes I see it on, at least when I was using it more properly anyway, social media, this beat between creatives and that. And the fact that, because ultimately it's like, I don't, and, I, and, and when it comes to actually getting paid, I don't understand why someone has to get paid more than someone else. Um, in a sense that like if in terms of panels in terms yeah. of panels and yeah. things like that do you know what I mean you're rendering um, the same service do you know what I mean and yeah. it's sort of just because I'm providing like a professional service or yeah. quote unquote and giving someone I'll tell you what that, though I think when it, when it comes to that I, I can understand I don't know maybe I need to think about this why more. people will get certain people get paid yeah because when so when me and Bill I was sat on this panel sort of just getting ready for the event to start we were just chatting about literally about this um, and he was talking about how um when he does his freelance um, work, yeah. he notices that, um, or someone that commissioned him to do something, they basically sort of said off the record, look, like you need to be charging more. The person that was responsible for his um, um, for his invoice was saying, no, you actually should be charging yeah. us more. And sometimes because, I, yeah, man. And, I, and, and she, yeah. what she said to him was, you know, the other guys that are doing this and the other guys um, were, were white guys, basically. Yeah. They're charging a lot more. Yeah. yeah, sometimes and for some reason we don't value ourselves like that. Do you know who Do you know I remember that? a story of? Let me just sorry, sorry. I remember a story of. I was watching. Uh, was it not for the radio? I don't know where they've gone, but they used to like do really cool interviews. Oh I yeah, think yeah, yeah was it they? Was it gigs that they interviewed? And then I don't think gigs has ever been on. That. Nah, they. Oh, he hasn't actually. But they interviewed someone. Probably Mega Man or something. Like Asher. No, it was. Was it Harvey? No, it was, I think it was Harvey that they uh. they interviewed, and then he was he was explaining how. Um, so so, so, solid. so solid, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he solid. was he was basically saying how Mega Man always knew. Listen, this is the value that we attribute to ourselves. You always need to believe in your value. Yeah, it? yeah. And and that was the thing. And um, I think Mega's gone around telling. Or, I mean, he's still in the background now. But when he was more prevalent in the industry, he was always telling people, "Listen, know the value of your own stuff." Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I feel just because of the way creatives, um. Sometimes they feel the, the need and desire to go and get exposure. Mm -hmm. They're like, ah, oh, I don't really rate my service sometimes. We, mm -hmm. They create wonderful service, do you know yeah. what I mean? I think part and of the problem though is that they don't, they don't talk about how much they're earning to other people. Yeah, that's this one it. thing. This yeah. is it, man. And this is what I was trying to say to Bilal, um, following on from what you were saying, Tom. Um, I was saying, you know, be like, you need to 
obviously value what you're doing, but you're not just rendering a service and you're charging for X amount of, of hours. Mm. And what they're paying for is your expertise. Yeah. Um, there's not many people in London that do what you do. You could probably fit them all in one room. Mm. So with that being said, that's why I was saying, um, you know, if there's someone on a panel that has, you know, X amount of expertise yeah. or, um, you know, they're a, a commodity, like a, a high value commodity. There's not many people that do yeah, what they yeah, do. Yeah. For me, that's, that's licensed enough for them to charge more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um it's definitely like a kind of uh almost like a imposter syndrome thing is connected to that. Um and it's something that I think we as um black creators we have to obviously unlearn. Um but also we need to kind of almost sort of compensate for the fact that people will try and take the mick. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, coming back to this event, um the reason why we decided to, to 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 attend, even though they were like, "There's no budget," because remember we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. We and saying, we, you know, we shouldn't really go if they're not gonna. How can they be celebrating us? But at the same time, there's no there's no budget at all for, yeah, yeah. for speakers. Yeah. Um, but we decided to go there and basically put them on blast at their own event. So um, it wasn't as as um Traumatic. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't mad. Like at first we were like, yeah, let's just. Let's Mad just one. fire Cameras shots out, like, like big four four no <laughs> safety. But we got there and um, <laughs> we got there and we just um, we got bare skin. No, I'm joking. We we got there and we just assessed the room and we're like, look, the people that actually attended the civil servants, yeah, um, they were mostly black people. Um, yeah, not surprised. Yeah, and obviously the the woman that reached out to us, um, she works for the civil service. Um, she's also black and she was hosting it as well. And what we quickly realised is that it wasn't so much the people in the room that were the problem, it was their superiors. It was the gatekeepers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when, um, when so in, in the middle of the discussion, um, one of the, the audience basically raised their hand and had a question and she was like, look, um, you know, what can we do as um, civil servants? You know, um, the government wants to do more to support black creatives, or so they say. Um, what can we do as civil servants to help you with that? Um, and there were a few things. Um, uh, the two other girls on the panel raised some, raised some really good points. Uh, and then they sort of asked me and I was like, well, do you know what? I'm glad that you asked the question and I didn't have to raise it. That you mentioned it. But I was like, basically, pay us. <laughs> like, you can't just be having events like this and celebrating black creatives and how they've overcome the odds and you're not paying us. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, I, I I delivered it a lot more sort of diplomatically than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everybody in the room was basically like, I'm finally glad that you said that. So yeah. what it said to me was, these people are not, they're not the the, the yeah, ops. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the higher up. So I said, you know what? Just how we are leveraging our platform to speak out on issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, raise issues and have discussions. You guys, you also have a platform or at least you have leverage. Leverage your superiors. You know, next time, next year, when you have this event, say, look, we're going to do this event. This is great. But there needs to be a budget for the speakers. Otherwise, yeah, they yeah, won't come. You have to be... I do. There's no point in yeah. There's no point in doing this, this kind of diversity exercise just for it to be a pure exercise. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, comes, it comes to light very, very quickly. It's very transparent. Um, and I guess that's sort of like the next thing that I wanted to go on to with this discussion. So... You know, um, so Tom, you missed the beginning, but basically the name of this episode, we just came up with it right now. Yeah, go on. Well, just before the episode. Yeah, go on. Um, don't celebrate us. 
unless you're going to pay us. Um, so sort of following on from yeah. that, I wanted to just kind of ask your guys' opinions on, um, you guys' opinions on um, this kind of, that the diversity drives that we have within Black History Month, but outside of it as well. Yeah. Have we seen a change? No. In, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I'll let you land, bro. Have, have, have we seen a change in, like, is it, for me anyway, I still see a lot of just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So I said no. I know you're going to ask anyway. And, you know, have we seen any change to the landscape mm. progress made? The answer, the, 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 the answer is, um, Right, it's a complicated answer, but it's like a long story short. I feel anyway, the answer is no. Mm. Um, In what what arena are we talking about? I think we have to clarify. Um, that's a good point. Actually. Yeah, I mean, point. let's talk. Let, let's talk specifically for for Black History Month. There's a lot of patting yeah, yeah, on the yeah. backs. Yeah, you know, obviously, um, UK government they hosted an event at Downing Street. Um, mm. I think it was last week. Yeah, but do you see? Someone showed me a screenshot of someone. Someone showed me a, a picture on Twitter of, and this is one of the the problems is that sometimes we can be our own, our worst on. Yeah, sometimes. this is true. This is true. Someone showed me a screenshot of someone on social media saying there was someone in that room, mm. the person that there was a black oh, person. Oh, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but someone yeah. in that room who I asked to, you know, assist me, give me some mentorship. But so oh. this was a black person saying I asked someone, the person said no. However, ironically enough, the, the person who was you know saying oh, I got I asked help I didn't get any he said I got help from a white person and here I am mm. sometimes I feel and I think we've spoken about this before mm. that like the older generation um because they've it's almost like I don't know what it is sometimes it, is it like a defense mechanism where they feel like they've come such a long way themselves they don't want to pass down jewels to Do you know what? their youngers and so they want to be the only black man or black woman in that I, space I think there's an element of human nature right when you've had to struggle um and you've made it somewhere. Mm. There, I'm not saying everybody does this, but there is a tendency for people to Just be to like, if I've to had it, to struggle, you will too. You need to struggle as well because yeah. how comes you're going to get to where I am with yeah, half of the work, for less of the work? No, no progress. Because I, I, I've be had, that I've had this kind of situation even in like work environments, not with other black people, but just with people yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, if someone sort of mentoring me or showing me what to do. Uh, let's say when they started, it wasn't as easy for them. And they've yeah. said to me, like, you know, when I started, I didn't have it easy like you did. But I'm like, okay, but we're you know here I mean? now. And we've it's like, listen, progress now. And so. the thing I always wanted to say when I hear that as mm. well, because I'll tell you a story in a minute about mentorship and whatnot, because um, mm. that similar story happened to me actually. But it's like, okay, it's easier for us, but can I still buy a yard though with the income that you were making, with the equivalent <laughs> income 10 years ago? The, the, the dynamics changed, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of that isn't up to us individually. It's a mm. collective thing mm. that causes, mm. it's like you lot have got, you lot of, you know, you've had advantages, disadvantages in your yeah. time and vice versa. You Especially know what I when mean? you start, so, so when you start sort of bringing in like all these different comparisons and it becomes very unsustainable and untenable because it's toxic, like, man. For me, at least, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you have, if you're in a position where you can help someone, especially yeah. someone that belongs to your community, um, I feel like you. But should, not everybody is, is. Not everybody's as altruistic, and the expression is that altruistic though. Like not even altru. Nah, but you know what it is. It's sort of some people do not. How do I go? Some people, some people believe in the idea of like an economic empowerment among their people. Some people have more of an individualistic sense of how they should approach life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Some people but if that's think, the case, if yeah, that's the on, case, that guy that was at Downing Street celebrating the successes yeah, yeah, yeah. of the black community, but why black you, nah, nah, you he should, he be should be there. No, but then again, you're in Downing Street, bro. You can network for your own self. Mm, mm, do you see where mm, I'm coming from? Mm, mm. So, so 
what do you know what I mean? So, so what we're seeing here is just something that's just very, very self-serving. Show and tell. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like, oh, I made it to be this big shot, whatever, mm. whatever, where I don't mm. want to send for professions and whatnot. But it's mm. sort of like, um, yeah. And I've seen it because I, I remember a long, a, 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 many, many moons ago, mm. I asked the... Oh, I think guy, I remember you telling me. I asked the black guy to go and, and mentor me. I don't want to give away the industry or whatever. I asked the black guy to go and mentor me, and he said, "Oh, cool, I do it." I reached out to him. I heard nada, zilch, not even a single email, rare, 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 nothing from him any, mm. anyway. And then one day, this white guy just ended up mentoring me and helping me and showing me the ropes. And actually, mm. every, like this guy would, it wouldn't just be me checking in on him. As I think that's kind of the mentor-mentee relationship mm-hmm. when you're mm. when you're being mentored. You often have to do the reaching out. Like, this guy was reaching back to me, white mm. guy that just said, "Look, I like this kid for whatever reason. I don't know. I thank God mm. in it, but it just taught me from early that you know." All skin folk ain't Ken folk. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That expression. You know what's funny? That 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 person that you mentioned that was in Down the Street and asked the guy to yeah. mentor him. He, the the guy that he wanted to mentor him wasn't actually. He didn't actually immediately say no. He said, "You need to pay me a thousand oh. pounds." Uh, was it a day or something crazy like that? Mm. Man, man, he man, put a price put, to put it. A price on his yeah. value. Yeah, do you know exactly. What I mean? <laughs> right, which is sort of it's a chicken and egg kind of thing because we just what we spoke about earlier on that's mm. mad you know but you know what I, I I would say this I would say look yeah I think like right that's actually mad I don't even know how you to can't, but, but the thing is but an 18 year old this is what I'm saying this is the thing I'm saying you're, you're a thing. kid man I was, I was talking about this with regards to um, the environmental protest this week like in these kind of see the way man you see the can in town the way the black yeah, guys yeah. strike <laughs> the guy's leg <laughs> But what, what I was what I was saying about that is with these situations, the reason why Extinction Rebellion go wrong is because they tend they they tend to punch down instead of punching up. And yeah. in this scenario, I feel it's very similar. Yeah. So we're saying obviously know your worth as black creators, right? Or mm-hmm. um black people that are rendering services. Yeah. But you can't now go can't and turn to eighteen year old kid. Turn to the the generation that's coming up behind you mm. and charge the rates that you should be charging. It's, the like, trying to, it's like trying mm. to pull the ladder up. Yeah, as opposed mm, to mm, kind of mm. fling it down a little bit and say, "Come and whatever," when, and you know. When you were telling us that story about your your sort of your situation with with the mentor, it reminded me of um, a similar thing that happened to me when I was out in Brazil. Um, but before I explain that story, um, my point with this is, I think for a lot of situations, organizations, people, yeah. diversity, right? Um, in, Increasing diversity, fostering diversity, and you know, working with young black people and whatever, it all sounds nice. But when it actually comes down to the hard work, that's when yeah. a lot of people go See, missing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason I say this is because when I so when I was um, working as a journalist in Brazil, I was working for um, Rio twenty sixteen, and I was on the press coach coming back from the Olympic Park. And on that coach, there was a BBC journalist. Um, he's on one of the radio um, channels. Um, and we we sat down next to each other and we just got talking. Um, and he was like, Oh, do you know what? Um, you're you know, you're very impressive. Um, this guy's an Asian guy. He's like, You're very impressive. And he, he was forward enough to basically say, you know, there needs to be more um role models like you, yeah, yeah. young black man that's mm-hmm. doing what. and I said, Look, there's actually a lot of us that are doing bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that people are not are not giving us the platform and not recognizing yeah. our greatness. Cause he's like, there needs to be more like you, less of the, and yeah. kind of saying that there's too many black kids doing rubbish nonsense. I said, yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot of black kids that are doing bits. Yeah. Um, we just need to be given that platform. Yeah. 
Um, and he was like, look, when you, if you ever decide to come back to the UK, you make sure you reach out to me yeah. and blah, 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 this, that, and that. Bear in mind, this guy works on radio and what do we do? We're on a podcast. So like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a similarity, it was a, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I got back to the UK, reached out to I him. did reach out to him. Mm. Well, go on. Air time. <laughs> Complete air. And bear in mind. Air on the road. <laughs> bear in mind, the guy gave me his email. I emailed him. Yeah. And I sent him a DM as well on Twitter because we had yeah, each other. Yeah, and we used to interact yeah. on Twitter as well. Yeah, it wasn't okay. just like. Yeah. So this is the point that I'm making. It's very easy to talk about. Yeah. Lip diversity. Service. And, Lip service. Yeah. Lip service. Um, and this is how I feel about a lot of these events that tend to happen in Black History Month. And it's a funny one because it's like people, black people that attend these events. It's like, should they do it? Like the Downing Street thing is a mad one to me. I think if I was invited to Downing Street, I don't, well, I don't think at the moment I would be, but if I were to be invited there, I don't think I would go. And that's just because of my own political convictions. I mean, we've, had, we've had a similar conversation around if you um, offered an MBE or OBE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has your, has, I mean, the, no, I how would you compare that to, you know, going It's a funny one. Or... Somebody said to me, not to me Someone said on Twitter The other day That they would accept An MBE If mm-hmm. the name was different mm. So if it wasn't Member of the British Well like Empire, a knighthood You take a knighthood so, I don't know man so I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in Marche. that I'm not it sounds, It's got a nice ring Sir to it Sir <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that but big name still. I'm not I'm not in that position Yet like You no, know but you hypo- say Hypothetically though I don't know That's the thing though. The thing is I, The argument that a lot of people make is if you get an MBE or OBE input at the end of your name, your price goes up. Mm-hmm. You can command a lot more money if it comes to talking, speaking engagements, yeah. lectures. Yeah. I hear that. The case I, do, I do hear that, but it's sort of, do you know what it is? It's, it's, it's what I'm saying. It's an indiv- individualistic thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So kind of, what does the name, and I mean, we've discussed this before, so I won't get into it, but like, what does the name MBE, OBE actually mean to you and your outlook on, on mm. the world and outlook mm. on empire and all of them mm. things there and whatever. And, and, it's definitely, I think yeah. it's a very personal conviction yeah, kind of thing. thing. I do yeah. hear you. I definitely mm. believe that if you've got an MBE, OBE, even a knighthood mm. to your name or dame or lord, whatever, mm. your price goes up. You mm. can easily do those after dinner speeches mm. and racking money. Do you know I'll what I mean? I'll tell you what, but, see, um, when my nan was um, alive, she got an MBE back in, I think it was in the 90s. Um, and I mean, at the t- I was like six or seven. So I just thought it was cool that my nan has been recognized by the queen and she got to go and meet the queen. Now that I'm a bit older and I yeah, guess my yeah, politics yeah. is a bit more defined. I mean, to be honest, I would, she, she she just saw it as I'm being recognized for the good work that I've done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she, my nan was like a, she was very religious. So to her, it wasn't like, you know, finally the queen has recognized me the, and that validates my work. Her, she felt that her work was validated because yeah, she yeah, was yeah. doing it because of her own faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that she was recognized by the queen was almost like a yeah, it's like it's a cool thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's I don't know, man. It's a sticky it's, it's, one. It's a sticky, yeah. And especially so the reason why I I I'm saying now that I would feel funny about going to Downing Street, like after the last couple of years we've seen with the Winrush scandal, even like Grenfell and do you know what I mean? Them yeah, things there, yeah. I can't. It's, I don't know, man. Bro, what was the what, the thing for me is what was the tangible benefit of actually attending that? You said it might have been a good networking opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool, I'll take that. But you leave, you go to the event, you leave, and you go back to your normal. That's the thing about life. a lot of these networking events, right? Mm. I mean, when I was younger, I used to go to a lot of these kind of. And I'll tell you something like, for anybody who's listening, especially if you like you work in a city in London, you realize that like among the black contingent of people that like black Russell group, black city people. 
we're very small, do you know what I mean? We're a small bunch of people. So everyone knows everyone, do you know what I mean? Mm. Someone can throw a house party and everyone knows everyone. Patrick, mm. like when you threw that nice house party yeah. last year, and everyone just knew everyone in it, or we're all connected by yeah, yeah, one yeah, or yeah, two yeah. degrees of separation, yeah. for example, kind of thing. But um, I just think about your house party last year. That's why I forgot my trip. <laughs> he lost his straight up four. It was a good party, man. It was a good party. Remember you, you realised that, oh, wait, hold on. Was it your cousin that was there or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two of my cousins. That's mad. Do you see what I'm saying? That live in Tottenham. I didn't know that you knew them, though, innit? Oh, yeah, that was it. And like, then saying, my so... brethren from work, he realised... Oh, no, he bumped into um, his cousin there as well. It was mad. Mm, do you see was, what I'm saying? Yeah, so anyway, anyway, anyway. No, but... It's, it, and it's kind of like... I used to go to a lot... Oh, that, here we go. I was I used to go... When I was uh, a lot younger and stuff, I used to go to these networking events at mm. different... Banks, law firms, consultancies, all that kind of good stuff. And you meet everyone there in rare area. Yeah. And there is there is a really good purpose in networking with people. I think it's good to network. And I think by networking, what I mean is it's good to actually genuinely build um relationships that are fruitful for both parties, not just one party. And mm-hmm. and for me, networking isn't for me, networking isn't I'm going to this person so I can get a favor. It's I'm going to just connect with this person. It's good to connect with people. No man or woman is an island. Mm-hmm. Um However, sometimes the way that these events are put together together, and the way they're contrived, it almost feels like you've got to go out and reach out to someone for your own personal benefit or the other way around. Mm. And so the kind of organic way of, well, I feel anyway, the organic way of how networking should be done has been taken out a lot of the time, which is mm. why I don't really go to many of them the thing is, anymore too tough because it's just been removed, isn't it? And it just feels very forced as opposed to, let me just go, let me see what this person is. And again, another reason for the chasm between creatives and people who work because we don't really, there's not a space for us to co- collaborate with each other. And I've said several times that okay. there are things that we can, say we there are things that, we can learn from each other. So creatives and corporate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, thing definitely. we can learn. So creatives can learn to have, um, in some respects, when it comes to kind of practical matters, the discipline that people in corporates can have and and the other way around, people in corporates can learn to actually be and use that creative thinking in the mm. way creatives have. You can learn from each other for the betterment of mm. each, each other. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not two separate worlds in no. a certain sense. Do you know what I mean? Of course not. Because if you're a corporate, you still need to be creative in the way in which you do your corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're creative, you need to be corporate in the way you execute some, mm. some of your stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's the thing. And so you often see it. And sometimes I talk to people sometimes, they got a great business idea, rare, 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 rare. But they don't, they haven't actually got a proper business model mapped out. It's just, oh, I want to go and do this. And that's not a criticism as such, but it's just, it's just go and learn small, small, one or two financial things. You don't need to know a whole... PL and cash flow statement balance. You don't need to know that someone can do that for you, but you two learn small. Mm. And someone else as well, who's corporate all the time, there's no need to be so rigid and corporate all the time. Sometimes you use a creative fiber in your being mm. to have something because we've all got that. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason why we have left and right brain. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So we can, you know, you can think kind of, you know, you can use that kind of creative thinking, which is kind of not all o- not all over the place, but it's very, it's not kind of rigid and so lateral. It's just three three free a beggar pardon thinking and stuff like that and mm. we can all use it sometimes mm. and I often feel that yeah I don't know if creatives have like networking events or is it more just like they, I don't I don't want to call it socialite events or whatever but is it is it like that kind of thing for well, I'm not really or? I wouldn't really class myself as a creative creative but I'm I'm pretty sure that they do you know like 
do have launches for yeah. know, projects. Yeah. Like, th- I think those it's through are... the course of their own work, yeah. they just meet other people. Got you. And think... with creative projects, it tends to pe- um, involve people from different disciplines anyway. So yeah. Yeah. you force a kind of network in that sense. Was that the door? Um, I don't know. It um, could be our next guest. Um, but yeah, the, the thing that I wanted to come back to though with how, like framing these kind of events that you have at like your downing streets and whatever. Um, for me, Black History Month is a very political time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that we have to recognize um, our history in a given month and we celebrate our contributions to this country and we have an allocated month for that shows us that, that it's still like a, um, we're still almost like on the back foot. Therefore, Black History Month is still has elements of being political. Um, I think attending these kind of events um, as, you know, as a prominent black person and going to these events at Downing Street, for me, in a political time like Black History Month, I don't think you're making the right statement by co-signing stuff like that. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Um, I feel like these events are more than just sort of network. The, the significance of them are go beyond just sort of networking events. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can network throughout the year. I think you have to be very conscientious as a black creative or, you know, a black person of prominence um, to what you co-sign, especially during Black History Month. Mm. Um, I saw so, yeah. someone someone say um, that they, they quite a, a prominent uh, person, speaker, if you will, were saying how they find it interesting that they get invited to Black History Month events and they are not really given the runway to talk about provocative things mm-hmm. or challenging, not provocative, or I don't mean provocative in a salacious But contentious I mean, Yeah, yeah precisely, it's contentious yeah. things. Actually getting people, particularly white people, to... to to maybe just think a little bit more, do you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and black Fingers people from too, the sound of things, so, from yeah, the sound yeah. of things, it seems like white people aren't really even attending these types of things. Um, I mean, what was your a lot. Of, yeah, you I mean, so I, I went. I've been to a few things. Um, the first half of this month, of, I've been to a couple of things, and I've seen like it. I've seen like I went to a couple of events. I've seen like a few. A few, a few but there. I feel like with a lot of these events, maybe it's just. No, but even no, a lot of these events, I feel like the discussions are just sort of preaching to the choir. Like mm. most of the people there are people that know that stuff already. Literally. And the people that should be there, like you'll have um, you know, at these corporate events, you'll have one sort of um senior person mm. who's a white person that's you know said, Oh, you know, I'm really happy to yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. doing a keynote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's great that you're there, but where is the rest of your people? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is not just you know, the, the people that are here, they know this stuff this already. The people have, that need to hear this are the people that aren't. This part is sometimes. Of, this is sometimes why I have grips with Black History Month. Sometimes because mm-hmm. let it out, man. This no, no, no. About just, today, yeah. no, no. It's just, just, just. We've discussed this before. We've done. We've done. An, we've done an episode on this one mm-hmm. before. But sometimes it's just like, yo. So there's Black History Month, and then there's eleven months of just us not existing or not having a space or do you know what I mean? That's kind of the angle I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Not saying I have a problem with the events itself, but it's just like, I think Morgan Freeman got asked this once on a, was an interview with Larry King. He's like, do you like Black History Month? He's like, I don't want a Black History Month. It's like, why not? Because it's like, I'm a part of, my people are part of American mm-hmm. history. And mm-hmm. We're not going to get into that discussion anyway, mm-hmm. but it's kind of the same thing. It's like, yo, and it's like, I just, I've said this before, I always find it funny how 
like you take football or sports or anything like that. Mm. Um, a black person does well, people go colorblind. He or she is part of the country, part mm-hmm. of the fabric. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Mo Farah. Yeah, I was gonna Mo just came to my head actually, man. Yeah. Mo Farah is part of the fabric. Everybody cheering on Mo. Mm. Ray, 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 ray. They don't really talk about his Somali background. Like, yeah. I feel like people mm. obviously know that he's Somali yeah. and he's or Muslim, even, even but they don't really celebrate that or, as a part of you Yeah, know. exactly. Or even Anthony Joshua, for example. Ah oh, yeah, you know, pride of England, pride of Britain, rare, 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 rare. Mm. And then as soon as like people want to conjure up his past the, oh, the, the Nigerian, you know, kind of do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. And that's the and it's the, the problem I find in the UK and particularly with like kind of especially like middle class um British people. Mm. I mean like white middle class kind of is the way they can often just Say things without saying anything at all, mm, and be mm. coded with it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. their kind of way of not in not endorsing a Black History Month is basically saying I'm not coming. Or mm. do you know what I mean? Because people, you know, people, and I've even gained this tendency as well. Sometimes you just move a stiff stiff up a lip in it. You don't want to say anything. Yeah. So your way of expressing discontent is just by keeping quiet and mm. was holding kind of your your nose against the, the 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 wind, as it were, so to speak. And so this is sometimes why I got a grab against it. I think I do think it's important that we have a visibility, but we need to have a visibility a year mm. round. And it just reminded me of what you said in in terms of like, oh, there's no space. I get why you get creatives creating their own space because they realize there isn't a lane for them, so they have to go and create their own mm. lane. Mm. This is why we see the evolution of of grime music. Do you know what I mean, so to speak? Like mm. there wasn't a lane for. Anyone, there wasn't a lane for like artless or so solid. Or, mm-hmm. or, so know, they started their own radio stations. They started their yeah. own stuff, and 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 that's how grime has now evolved from that. And and anyone wants to read about grime, go and read Target to, Target's book, which is sick, by the way. I, mean, mm. I should. I need to get that, it's, right? I'm reading. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, it's kind of sometimes I feel like if you're not given a lane, you have to almost create your own lane. But yeah. you have to be strategic because I don't mean I'll create it overnight. Because there's some there's certain. Walls, barriers that can't be broken down overnight. There's mm. certain walls, barriers that actually will be potentially, anyway, a multi generational thing. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? I feel like a lot so, of the people that, a lot of the pioneers, though, they, when they started off creating their lane, it's not like they saw the trajectory before then. They just yeah. started doing something because yeah. if they didn't, they'd go mad. Yeah. Kind of like, like the way that we started this, it wasn't like, oh, you know, we know where this is going to be in five years' time. Yeah. You know, we had an idea of what we'd like to see, but really the reason we started it is because we were like, we're not seeing these conversations being had. Yeah, man. Um, so that's, that's it really, do you know what I mean? So The the thing with these, um, these Black History Month sort of uh, events, debates or whatever, what I see too much of is sort of pat, patting on the back kind of events yeah, and yeah. inspirational events. You know, you have like a, uh, a black person that's, you know, made it against odds and they give like an inspiration. And these things are good, but I don't think that should be the purpose of these discussions. I feel like in Black History Month, the discussions that you have, whether it's in corporate spaces or creative spaces, they need to they need to challenge you. They need to challenge the, the audience. Is, though, but here's the thing. Here's the but, thing. I, I I'm I'm with you on this, and I, I I do think they need to be challenged in provocative discussions. But it's not even the moment you challenge; it's the moment you actually you challenge, and someone has to now recognize their wrongdoing, then mm. you can now actually begin to come with the question of, okay, well, you've accepted your wrongdoing or you've accepted your ways. What next? Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So, and I think that's kind of a, st- a step that a lot of people don't necessarily even want to get into. Of course. Into taking a st- people don't want to take on their own blame or whatever or whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, a, it's like, I always find it funny, like the UK's... 
um, attitude to immigration, I always find quite funny. Um, and I mean funny as in it can be hideous sometimes. The stuff you hear out of Westminster is in that our immigrants aren't welcome. And then you have to kind of um, just harken back to the point where immigrants were not just wanted, but quite frankly required mm-hmm. that post-war period and mm-hmm. all of that. Do you know what I'm saying? And how suddenly things have changed. Because let's be honest, like most immigrants have actually just got on with their lives and actually made a wonderful contribution to society. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Um, however, the story somehow and the narrative somehow has got confused by, I don't know, to say several or many or some people or major faction of society or whatever. But it feels like that sometimes. Mm. And it's kind of like, okay, so you have an issue with immigrants, but at the same time, immigrants came and took the jobs you didn't want to take and whatever. And, you know, how many par- how many parents do we know and aunties and uncles we know that when they came to this country may have had degrees but were cleaning, cleaning toilets, mm. you know what I mean? Security guards. Security yeah, guards and all of these things there. Boys. And the thing that I would always say that annoys me as well is, is the one thing that I would, and this is, it's like the shiny suit Twitter thing as well. This thing annoys me as well is guiding on a longer thing is, all right, cool. Your parents, especially if you're if you're black as well, because this is specific, you're you're black. Your parents have come here, they've come, they've escaped lives. Which if they stayed in Africa or stayed in the Caribbean, they probably could have had relatively comfortable lives. Do you know what I mean? Years on and whatever, they've come, sacrificed, got on. You're doing well. You're starting on a job with good salary, but you ain't caking like your 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 boss over there. You're doing okay, but you're not like, and you're moving mad. Mm. And you're moving mad And we see it all the time And people just move And they move prestige And they move this and this and this And it sickens me all the time Because it to me It's like You're as bad as Just the, the, the next person bruv You're as bad as the next person And this is sometimes The problem I'm saying Like sometimes We as black people We can be our own worst enemy sometimes Do you know what I mean? And I've seen it again and again and again. And I've seen it when you ask for mentorship, you don't get help from people. I've seen it as you want to be the only black person in the room because cool, it makes you look a little bit different. And I've I've seen it all the time and it sickens me. It's like, okay, cool. I have my own lane. Why? Why do you get edification from that? I don't know why I'm running anyway. I'm not even I'm not even sending for someone. It's just like we need, we need to check ourselves sometimes. And mm, yeah. I want to be the only person. It doesn't, it doesn't to me, it inherently doesn't make any sense. Mm. But you know, listen, like you often say, get it how you live in it. Do you know what I mean? But one day, I do believe all that one day someone is going to hold us to account. Do you know what I mean? In this life, mm-hmm. I have to. I, that's the only way I can get by in life, believing that anyway. And it's just, I just, I find it mad. Mm-hmm. I find it mad. I find it mad and I find it mad that. So you, you're saying that, um, sort of coming back to this sort of question on whether diverse, these diversity events are actually, you know, whether they're actually doing anything. Do you feel that we, have a tendency as black people to kind of almost play along with the just kind of, ah, oh, you know, they're having a d- diversity event. I'm just going to sort of go along and kind of just go with the flow. And I think some people are more calculated with it and just see it as photo opportunities. Yeah. In this day and age, personal branding is everything. So, mm. for instance, those that went to the House of Commons recently, not the House of Commons, Down the street, Down the street, Down the street recently. Um, I'm sure that many of them went there just to get that picture for, that in front of the number 10. Number 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's not a criticism to anyone who went because you may have gone with a good intention in mind. It's just to say that we all need to check our motives when we do things. Do you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. just going to number 10, mm-hmm. but even this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just, it's one of the things I've even seen it and I see it happen so often in corporate space. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to help this kid. I don't want to help this guy. I don't want to help this, this girl. I don't want to. And it's like, can you just explain why? And it's like, so what people actually will actually say, oh, I can't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to help them. I've heard that. To mm. me, mm-hmm. I've heard that. That's interesting. No, nah, I'm not gonna help you. And it's like, all right, cool. So 
by the grace of God, I, I will do well in my life. I don't want to hear nothing about, I don't want to hear him about, mm, uh, mm. I help this guy. Mm. I don't want to hear it. Mm, yeah, mm. cool, whatever, whatever. There's definitely, there's definitely this thing though of like, people sort of glorifying struggle. I don't know why people do it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's often like, I, you know, I don't, Oprah's doing a show. Oprah was doing, she's doing a, um, a series about black love. It's in America, but, you keep watching it. I, mean, I haven't watched it on TV, but you see it on YouTube and you notice there's this common theme of struggle, struggle or mm. there's this theme of the guy just completely taking the mick out of the, the female, be it by cheating or whatever, or the female doing kind of vice versa by finessing the guy and then one day waking up and realizing the ways. It's like, why can't we all just live like relatively simple Lives in that mm. respect. Well, why do we have an to argument? Might be that you know life isn't simple. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that's that's why I paused when I said it because I was like, okay, mm. that sounds too flowery and whatever. Mm. And I, I don't mean simple is in that way. Mm. I just mean why do we have to go in and just struggle? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Life, mm. you're right. Life is difficult in itself. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. There's always things that come at you, and you always have to deal with something, either your own thing or with your family or friends. You, yeah. There's always passive you have to deal with. There's one um, thing that I'll definitely that I agree with you, in as much as. When it comes to um, when you see sort of narratives of like um, white romance and things like that, um, there isn't the same kind of when it comes to sort of black lives and black romance. When it comes to TV, it's and work, a mad element. It, the, like we don't struggle, we don't man. have the same kind of like pithy narratives no, that are just kind no of light hearted. It's no black know? notebook. Yeah, you get me? like it's nothing. Yeah, like if there was a black notebook, it would just be like it would be oh, mad. It would be tragedy. You know, basically like. It would be some sort why of Tyler it, Perry. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Why like, does it have it to be, be always kind of mad, like, mm. mad kind of heartbreak before yeah. whatever, <laughs> yeah. or she's playing away, he's playing away, or whatever. Do you know, I don't. I've no, never I love a basketball. I was trying to think. I was trying to think on yeah. no uh, basketball. No, but yeah, love okay, and basketball. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> I'm thinking about mm. I'm going back to the narrative of love and basketball. Was this, was this, it wasn't uh, really a, yeah. nah, there's no struggle in that movie as such. Just. But I there think, is definitely a, yeah. There's definitely a tendency To kind of like Focus on struggle And, and strife no, But anyway I think we We deviated quite a bit From the topic Because initially it was about <laughs> It's my fault Paying us it's, to, it's, it's my fault no, but Celebrate I, us I feel us. like all of this Is kind of Interconnected um, Because we're, we're sort of Talking about why As black people Do we sort of Glorify struggle And obviously that goes back To what we're talking about About, about sort of Bring up the generation behind us and yeah, why yeah. we're sort of so it's, it's connected somehow. Anyway, one thing I'd say actually before yeah. I go before we go there when it comes to people being an ally, for instance, because obviously we have an audience and a lot of them are um, what we may consider allies and very supportive of mm-hmm. um, uh, issues pertaining to black people in this country. Right? Mm. What I've found through particularly in my work. So I run a program and it's a pre-accelerator program in which we support um, young people from diverse backgrounds to basically start up like companies, tech companies in particular. And part of the sponsorship comes from the GLA through the London Mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of the digital talent program. But part of it that we actually were able to secure is through us trying to get funding from corporates. And there's one particular venture arm of a quite popular bank um, that offered like 5k well we obviously pitched but they gave us 5k towards being partners for the program and after that we're doing like an evaluation what went good what didn't go good 
And I just asked her straight up, like, yo, so what actually made you want to partner with us? Because I'm just thinking, okay, what are the key things that they look for in a partnership mm. that can then use to pitch to other companies later, later on? And what she said is, to be honest, it wasn't like we saw it as something that we could um, have any type of like financial gain from or any kind of like PR stunt, for instance. It's more so because I personally mm. um, have a vested, not vested interest, but a, um, a keen interest in diversity. Mm-hmm. I recognize my privilege. Mm. Um, and I wanted to do something about it yeah. rather than just talking about it and being frustrated. Mm. Um, and what worked for her was the fact that she was very close to someone that controls the budget. Right. Okay. So what you were saying about um, the situation with the civil things, service um, yeah. and how, you know, you had uh, a black lady, mm. maybe not, I don't know how, what a position was within mm. the hierarchy, but mm. probably somewhat junior mm. and not having a budget from her seniors. If she had a good relationship with whoever controls yeah. the yeah. purse, yeah. that probably would have and that's, you know, been and, able to do. And yeah. And that's what I was sort of encouraging the people in the room to do, like leverage this. Be strategic. Be it. strategic, yeah, isn't it, man? Cool, man. Well, just, um, just before I wrap up, um, since we're on the topic of, you know, um, recognizing allyship and people that have, you know, people that are supporting us, mm. um, just wanted to shout out one of our listeners, because um, I said I would do it, um, Amy Rhodes. Um, she actually suggested um, that we go on to BBC Radio 4 to talk mm. about um, the Stormzy effect with um, the, so 91 Cambridge, stu- 91 black students got into Cambridge this year. Um, and um, I went on to BBC Radio 4 to sort of just discuss how much of a part Stormzy played in that. Um, but yeah, um, it was one of our listeners that works at the BBC that mm-hmm. um, told her producers, you know, get get OTB on, Over the Bridge podcast on. So shout out, Emmy, um, your star. Thank you for listening in and thank you for supporting us and everybody else as well. Because um, I know that a lot of these sort of opportunities that come up for us to talk and things like that is come from our listeners um, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. that have, you know, shared um, our podcast with other people. So, yeah, shout out all of our listeners. Thank you so much, as always. Um, we got some really nice messages this week. Um, and, yeah, it really sort of, um, it humbles us and it just spurs us on to just keep doing what we're doing. So thank you so much, guys. Um, I think it's time to wrap up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, um, everybody have a fantastic week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you want to um, shout us um, on Twitter, we are at OTB Podcast UK. Um, the same for Instagram at OTB Podcast UK. And if you'd like to send us an email, because we love emails, it is OTB Podcast UK at gmail.com. Um, that's it from me. So, yeah, guys, you want to sign out? Or just, yeah. I guess just in light of the topic, if you want us to do any events, for you know, for instance. Definitely pay us. Definitely make sure you've got a budget for it. Yeah, yeah. So if you want us, if you want to celebrate us, make sure that you pay us and um, we'll leave it there. Sweet.